0: This episode is sponsored in part by Betterment. Get up to one year managed free by visiting betterment.com slash GOG. Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo discussing the finer
1: points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo.
0: And I'm Brian Schulmeister.
1: So, Brian, I hear Blink 182 is back in the news.
0: Huh, interesting. Yeah, just the other episode, we were talking about uh, Tom DeLonge and his uh, crazy UFO company that ran himself some 30 million odd dollars in debt. And I went, hmm, smells like a reunion might be in, in the near future for Blink 182. And that does appear to be the case. Uh, they already had <laughs> rescheduled a Vegas residency, but that was not, uh, obviously, they're touring right now without Tom. But uh, now they're posting memes around with each other saying we miss you and fans are going, hmm, I wonder what's going to happen here. So I'm betting a payday. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Totally nailed it on that one.
1: Sorry. Sorry, (laughs) people who think we're always wrong. No, sometimes we're right. (laughs) That's right. Uh, We were wrong about Serial Season 3, I'm sad to say. I was stuck at the DMV yesterday because in California we have this thing called the Franchise Tax Board. And every now and again, they will just steal all your money. Yeah, and they you know. stole all my money. So I had to go get a California driver's license so I could open a new bank account that uh, will take them at least a little while to steal all my money. Mm-hmm. So I was there for a very long time. So I binged uh, the first six episodes of Serial Season 3. That should tell you how shitty the DMV is in California, that I could listen to six episodes of an hour-long show well, I waited to get my driver's license, just leaving that there on the table. I would
0: like to hear anybody in any state that tells me how wonderful their Department of Motor Vehicles are. I think That's this true. is a consistent thing throughout humanity, Jason.
1: That's true. I mean, Illinois was not bad. And the only reason I actually got out of there with a license intact is because I had a previous California driver's license. and right. And this was the funny thing. They were looking at my previous license and they looked at my Illinois license and they said, Back so soon? And I swore to God that you paid off everybody at the DMV because everybody so said it to me. So say we
0: all, DMV. So say we all.
1: It was ridiculous. Everybody's like, oh, back so soon? I'm just like, fuck you. God damn it, Schulmeister. Uh,
0: uh,
1: uh. Well, it's good to hear that
0: Serial's good. I will have to give it a listen then.
1: It's not good. It is epically good. I mean, yeah. this is what I, they spent a year on this season embedded in this courthouse and doing real work to, like, just expose the injustices in the, the legal system, in the justice system. And you know what? Sarah Koenig has actually grown up quite a bit from that first season of Serial. Her, her tone, her timbre, everything about it, it has completely changed. Mm. And it's not very NPR-y anymore, you know, that with, with all the dramatic pauses and crap yeah. like that. They still do have the cheesy music behind it, but it's not bad music. I got to say, this season of Serial is actually really fucking good. I would never thought I would say that. But, you know, you spend a year on something for like eight hours of audio or however many episodes are going to have, and you can actually do some amazing stuff. So <laughs> I don't begrudge them their success on this season at all. And I got to say, it is well worth the listen because they they fucking knocked it out of the park. I will uh, definitely give it a go then. Daredevil season three follow up. Have you had a chance to watch any? I'm four episodes in. Okay, I'm six episodes in, and I I gotta say, knocking it out of the park as well.
0: I'm enjoying it as well. It's a different show, obviously. Um, not not gonna get into spoilers here, but it's good. It's, I mean, it's been consistently good. My my only complaint about Daredevil is the same complaint I've had since season one: way too much kung fu for me. But it's good.
1: Well, see, I love kung fu. I, know you do. <laughs> I love kung fu. <laughs> Episode four. Is hands down the best episode so far because of the hospital scene. That was just epic. It took me back to the the long shot in season one, the hallway scene, where he right. just was just kicking ass. And I was watching it. Friend of the show, Robert Fogarty, was here, like, hanging out at my house for a week. I was teaching him audio editing. And we watched that episode, and we were just like, our jaw was on the floor. It was so good. Episode five. Sucked compared to episode four because they spent
0: all their budget on episode four. Oh, good but, thing I went to bed after episode four last night, then.
1: Yeah, episode five, you're going to be like, this is really, really boring. But okay. we watched them back to back. So it could have been a thing where, like, when you watch episode five, it might be great. But I just got to say, Daredevil is killing it. Love yep. it.
0: I don't see that one getting canceled anytime soon.
1: Well, and also we uh, we did have some follow-up on Jessica Jones. They are already filming, so it good. is not getting canceled for season three. So we will get a season three of Jessica Jones. Hopefully it won't suck as bad as season two. I didn't hate it as much as you did. I hated it. I mean, I, I actively loathed it.
0: <laughs> well, I, I don't have good feeling about that for you for season three then, because I think it's going to be a lot about the sister. So. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, are you familiar with a company called Helios and Matheson Analytics, Jason?
1: Yes, I am. We actually talked about them on the show last week.
0: Yes, we do, because they're one of these shell companies that holds MoviePass. Yep. <laughs> and they have not been doing well, obviously, so what they've done is the board has greenlit a preliminary plan to spin out a subsidiary MoviePass Entertainment Holdings that would take control of all the shares of both MoviePass and any other movie-related assets in within that shell company. So it's just, you know, shell games. It is a shell game.
1: And yeah. uh, we told you this was coming hey oh this is a funny thing somebody sent me some feedback on the last episode when i said that that movie pass or actually that helios and matheson was kiting right kiting they're basically taking money from paul to pay peter type of thing mm-hmm. and he thought i said kiking and i'm like <laughs> uh one i would, I would never never listen, first say first, i that. would
0: never let that go through <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. No, I'm like, uh, and I identify as Jewish. So I would never say that. It was very funny. So I had to send him like, no, I said kiting, K-I-T-I-N-G, which is a way that you used to be able to do it with credit cards. And you, you'd like get credit cards and pay off the other credit cards with the new credit cards. And so yep. so the kite was in the air all the time. But no, yes. I did not say kiking. That would be, I mean, even for me, that would be out of fucking bounds. That's true. It would. Jason would never even go that far. No, I would never. I. I mean, I would never say that. Period. But it was. It was After a funny. Five email years to on get. this
0: show, I have. I have nixed many, many things that Jason has said, but none of them have ever been close to that.
1: Nothing I've ever said was racist. That's all I got to <laughs> say. And that would be beyond beyond the bounds of even my, you know, retardedness, as they yes. say. Thanks,
0: Jesus. You had to work that in,
1: didn't you? I did. I did. So, yeah, we saw this coming. They're, they're trying to distance themselves because they're in a class action lawsuit from their shareholders. Hmm. And also, we told you this was coming news, Alibaba has launched their cloud blockchain as a service.
0: Buzz. Yeah. So. I can't wait until Amazon launches, ah, so. <laughs> exactly,
1: <laughs> oh, actually, they I, we can't, like, you know, with recognition, they replaced the C with a K, but there's yeah. already K in blockchain, so how do you, yeah. blockchain, <laughs> I don't know how they're <laughs> going to do that, but yeah, no, blockchain <laughs> as well, a service is a thing
0: yeah. now. Exactly, it's exactly what we said was going to happen last week, so all you well-paid uh, paid blockchain engineers better start doing what we did when WordPress came out, start podcasting.
1: Yeah, <laughs> or go into cybersecurity, <laughs> like we said last episode. Yes, and I, I was on the on the crapper this morning, and it, this came across my Twitter feed, and it's a, it's a Quora comment, uh, actually an article, and it was a sponsored article in Twitter, which makes me think that this is just you know propaganda. But it was a very well written article, and it is what is the revenue generation model for Duck Mm -hmm. And Gabriel Weinberg, the CEO and founder, wrote a very intelligent piece about why DuckDuckGo can make money and why every other search engine and every other partner that's out there can do the same thing without taking all of this information from everybody. It's like, look, here's what we care about. You come to our search engine. Every time you come to our search engine, it's like you've never been there. You type in a keyword we will show you ads based on that keyword. That's it. That's it.
0: We don't need any learning algorithms.
1: We don't have to follow you around the Internet for fucking weeks because you typed in some joke gag gift that you're going to get your friend, like, you know, poop emoji pillow, which I did, and it followed me for weeks. And it it, it is a very cogent piece on why All of this shit that we're dealing with is just so wrong and how they're going to still make gazillions of dollars. Facebook and Google will still make a ton of money if you just do it on the shit that people want. Yep. And I love this. And, you know, it makes me really want to switch over to DuckDuckGo. I just wish they were a better search
0: engine. (laughs) You know, kind of going a, a little bit against the argument because somehow, for some reason, the other search engines work better. I, well, they they just have better
1: search technology. I mean, right. DuckDuckGo gets you eighty percent of the way there, but right. Google gets you ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the way there. They have better search algorithms than DuckDuckGo, but right. it it just it makes me want to give this guy a hug and say, "Preach on,
0: brother." Yeah, I, I I read it. I liked it. I get it. It makes sense. And uh, because for the second week in the row, the onion has just made me fall off my chair laughing. I'm just going to do the, the onion headline of the week Uber hires marketing firm to help decrease brand awareness. In the news. Here we go with the scooters. A Los Angeles-based attorney has filed a class action lawsuit on behalf of nine plaintiffs against e-scooter operators. The case contends that e-scooter companies, including Bird and Lime, are guilty of gross negligence for inaction in addressing safety issues associated with the devices. In other words, putting a sticker on it saying you need a helmet and you need to be over blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah isn't doing enough. The suit also blames the companies for causing, I love this, civil unrest, citing individuals (laughs) who have tossed scooters into the Venice canals and buried devices in the sand. Yeah. This is unbelievably the first class action suit filed against either Bird or Lime. So, yeah, I love this. This is exactly, uh, you know, I hate the fact that our society is this litigious, but this seems to be the only way to get people to do anything. So, I drove my dad from LAX to my house last week
1: and I just I just said, "Look for the scooters." And he was just like, "My god, they're everywhere." And yeah. and just watching. I saw like three people fall off of them while we were driving through Santa Monica and Venice. It was awesome. But yeah, yeah. Civil unrest is really what they have been fomenting.
0: They have been. And so, yeah, the the, the it's it kind of works both ways, which I kind of like about this because the uh, some of the plaintiffs were women struck by a car while riding an e-scooter. Uh, the other ones include pedestrians who've been injured by riders and, of course, riders who have hurt themselves while operating air quote faulty devices. Yeah, not that they were faulty, but <laughs> yeah, I think uh, look within
1: look within yes. thyself. <laughs> yes, I just I really love this. It's about goddamn time. Yep. And in other class action news, Google and Facebook have been accused of secretly tracking users location. Is it is it really a secret? It's not. Well, we know <laughs> if you listen to this show, we know that it's not a secret, but right. there is a class action suit filed in the in California, of course. Uh, Mm -hmm. Former Facebook app user Brett Heger has sued the social media giant for allegedly continuing to collect user information for his location from their mobile phones, even after he had taken advantage of its option to turn off location tracking. Right. Yep. And the suit also accuses Facebook of violating its 2011 consent decree with the FTC, and which was not to misrepresent in any manner to the extent which it maintains privacy or security covered. Information, and right. so basically, what he's saying is, yeah, you said that you weren't going to do it, but you're still doing it, so I'm going to sue you.
0: Well, I can't wait to get my two dollars.
1: Uh, I want my two dollars. <laughs> I want my <laughs> you know, two dollars. The problem
0: is, none of this is going to change unless we pass our own version of GDPR. Uh, that's it. So, yep. And the same with yeah. Google. You know, you
1: have yeah. to you have to disable uh, the web and app activity settings in Google to make sure that you're not tracked. But he's saying that nope, they still track me anyway, which. Right. I completely understand, you know, if you go to a website that asks for your location and you say, okay, I'll share my location with this website and they have a Google tracker on it, that location gets sent to Google. Yep. Yeah, it's just, it's some serious bullshit. And let's talk about the $90 million blowjob right now. Okay. (laughs) This is a New York Times article on uh, Andy Rubin, the f- the father of Android. Yeah, yeah you've right. really done a great service to the world with Android there, buddy. Uh, he <laughs> got let go. Well, he, no, he didn't actually get let go. He retired after a woman said that you know she basically forced him to give him oral sex in a hotel room when they were right. on, on a trip. And Google just swept it under the rug. So this is the this is the $90 million blowjob, which is the antithesis of the $20 million tweet from Elon Musk. <laughs> this right, guy so- got 90 million bucks and it's a whole story about how Google has swept sexual harassment and honestly, it boggles the mind. And this guy came back and said, no, it's bullshit. My wife is conducting a smear campaign because we're getting a divorce. And I don't know. What do you think about this, Brian.
0: I don't doubt that Google has swept plenty of things under the rug and I don't doubt that there have been people that have done very very bad things it's somewhat human nature and we know that the tech industry does tend to attract assholes for lack of and certainly men We with, worked with, there for how long come on <laughs> and certainly men with with poor female relationship skills so, so, the fact that this is happening, I, I don't doubt at all. The fact that uh, it's being covered up, I also don't doubt at all. This particular case, though, he seemed, okay, from what I understand from scanning the article, he'd been having an extramarital relationship with this woman. Um, she was staying in the hotel room with him. Mm-hmm. So, I seemed I, she seems to have been uh, bought into this whole thing, for lack of a better word. So, I seriously doubt it was a coerced blowjob. Yeah, Uh, I think it was a consensual (laughs) blowjob. So there might be some truth to the (laughs) ex-wife being quite annoyed about this.
1: I wish we could have consensual blowjob as our show title, but I don't think that would pass. No, I don't
0: think we're going to do that. So I I don't know. I don't know anything about this. Uh, This one seems a little bit more less cut and dry to me than probably about 20,000 other ones that you can pull out from Google employees. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it goes through a, a like a laundry list of other things that Google have sw- has swept under the rug. But
0: yeah, but I mean, you know, this is super guy, guy super high up and it doesn't. Uh, obviously, the optics are not good here. No, they're not.
1: Yeah. yeah. So the long and the short of it is, yeah, Google probably did some evil here. It, yeah. it, even if it wasn't this particular case, if you go through all of them, chances are that they have. Because, I mean, they're they're like a small country with that many employees It's a subset of the nerdy American public.
0: And you're going to have all personality types in there.
1: Mostly people who don't know how to handle women. (laughs) From what we know, (laughs) and the people I know at Google, uh, yeah, Yeah. they're just kind of a bunch of nerds. (laughs) But in good news, Tesla has finally had a good quarter. They're in the black. Yeah. Yeah. They made uh, $311.5 million last quarter. Wow.
0: Well done. Well done, Tesla.
1: And I got to say, I am seeing Model 3s
0: everywhere now. Me too. They're starting to appear left, right, and center around here.
1: Yeah, they are the new Prius in my neighborhood, which is fine, which is fine, as long as you don't drive
0: like a Prius driver. Exactly. So So far, Tesla drivers seem to be a bit better, but we'll see.
1: My dad thought I was I was joking when I always used to say that, you know, every time I see a Prius, I'm like, fucking Prius. And he he got to see it firsthand when we were driving from LAX to my house. And he's just like, my God, you're right they're 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 idiots. They don't know how to drive. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, I'm just saying that, again, we were right. But this is good. This is good news for Tesla. And he does say that there will be down quarters when they have to repay their debt because they have a lot of debt. But. That's on schedule. And uh, the stock price went up like 12%, which is good because Absolutely. I have yes. Tesla stock now. <laughs> I have, because I, have, I use M1 Finance that you turned us on to, I have like 0.0001% mm-hmm. of a share, but, you know, it went up a, a quarter. So I'm, I'm good go. with that.
0: I told you, I mean, I'm long on Tesla. I really, I, I don't care about all the bad news that people have been hearing on. I really thought, I, and I stick to it, that he was a punching bag for almost uh, two months there. And, uh, oh,
1: completely! You know, he's, completely. He's, People who were shorting the stock and all that crap, you know. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and continued, Elon Musk. Good news: the Boring Company, which is the uh, testa uh, tunnel under Los Angeles that he's been working on. Although saying under Los Angeles is a bit disingenuous, as it's like maybe a mile tops right underneath his headquarters.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it's it's in, it's in Hawthorne, which is like yeah. not really Los Angeles. Yeah. It's it's well, a little south he, of LAX.
0: He announced via Twitter that it's going to be open soon, and when it's complete, the system will be able to carry pedestrians, cyclists, and private vehicles at speeds of 155 miles per hour. So in that one mile, will take, what, 10 seconds? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be a short ride. That's going to be the most depressing. Like, you're waiting in line like at Disneyland, and then all of a sudden it's over <laughs> It's already. over, yeah. Like, this sucked. Can't believe I waited all this time for that. Uh, but there's going to be—you'll be able to try out the loop for free at a special event at SpaceX headquarters in Hawthorne on December 10th. Now, as Engadget points out, it's important to remember that Elon Musk tweeting a date doesn't actually mean that this will happen. <laughs> true, a, true that. A Twitter follower even went so far as to ask whether this was in real time or Elon time, referring to the fast that Musk tends to overpromise when it comes to schedules. And Musk wrote back saying, "Pretty sure,
1: <laughs> pretty sure, pretty sure is all we can get nowadays." Well, remember when California passed their net neutrality law a couple of months really. ago? Yeah, yeah, and the entire broadband industry sued California. Yes, mm-hmm. well, and the government—they're <laughs> doing it again with Vermont because Vermont said, uh, "Yeah, you know what? We want net neutrality to be in place if you are pitching to get government contracts." And of right. course, everybody sued Vermont as well. Right? Yeah. You, this is just says every ISP who who looks you in the eye and says, we believe in net neutrality is fucking lying because if they they did, they wouldn't be suing anyone. This is utter. I mean, you get to see like how horrible these people are when, when the, you know, the gloves come off and they wouldn't be suing these States if they really cared about net neutrality because they don't, they want, they want to be able to sell your traffic at a higher price to other people. That's what they're in business for. So don't believe the hype.
0: Exactly. I agree. Uh, Last week, we talked about Lyft uh, getting into a deal with Ford for autonomous vehicles. Uh, This week, we find out that they bought an AR company to help bolster its self-driving car efforts. Uh, They picked up Blue Vision Labs, a UK-based augmented reality firm whose underlying technology helps cars both know their location and understand their surroundings. So they're joining Lyft's Level 5 team. That is. Working oh, well, no, level autonomy. Le- yeah, oh, the level L5. Five for, yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, the autonomous. I thought that was the name of their team, and they all had like little sweatshirts that said it, you
1: know. No, they level five is what everybody's yeah. going for the fully autonomous cars. So that makes sense that yeah. they have a level five yep. team. I, I was gonna say that I think that would be kind of cool to be in a car and have AR, like if they can turn the windows in the car to screens, so you can actually, you know, have augmented stuff like right. playing as you go by. That would actually right. be really cool, you know. It's like, okay, right. here's the Getty. Let, let me give you some history on the Getty Museum. When you're mm-hmm. stuck on the four hundred five for six hours,
0: and right.
1: you could learn. Here's things. the
0: homeless encampment from all the people that used to work at Snapchat. <laughs> yeah. Here's Skid Row.
1: Yeah, here's, here's the people that, that used to Snap be blockchain Row.
0: engineers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Block Row and Snap Row. Those are two different uh, <laughs> two different homeless encampments yeah, in LA. Unfortunately
0: we'll be uh, we'll be reporting from Podcast Row. Sadly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man don't even get me started but i uh, I, think yeah. it,
1: I think it's a cool tech if they can make it make it work that would be fun
0: yeah i agree uh mit came out with an interesting global survey on the moral and ethical decisions that autonomous vehicles should be programmed to make we've talked about the trolley problem often on the show about that uh but uh basically uh some general preferences have come out including prioritizing human lives over animals thank you uh younger and healthier people over the elderly and saving more lives over fewer lives. Thank you, Spock. Uh, people also preferred <laughs> people also preferred to spare bystanders who were obeying the law over jaywalkers. Okay, so, so this is a uh, over two million people from two hundred plus countries participated in the survey. So this is definitely one of the most wide and sheer scale ones that we've talked about. And, and that is a very good the,
1: sample size. I gotta say that's <laughs> a good sample
0: size. Yeah, so it's it's interesting stuff and well worth the read to see uh, kind of what people are thinking about in terms of. When we're basically talking about putting the lives of human beings into AI's hands, they're basically, yeah. So the general preferences seem to be pretty similar almost everywhere, except that in Eastern countries, including many in Asia, respondents were not in favor of prioritizing young lives over the elderly, which makes sense because there is respect for your elders in those kinds.
1: Exactly. Come on, people.
0: We're your elders. Don't fucking run us over with your shitty cars. To be fair, we have a vested interest in this because we will be very old by the time these things actually happen.
1: (laughs) That's true. That's true. We're going to be out there with our grumpy old walkers. (laughs) But why can't they just make a self-driving car that doesn't run over anyone? You know? That would be nice. Have have you heard of (laughs) brakes? That's all (laughs) I'm saying. Now, there's another interesting bit about this, uh, all the technology that's going into cars now. -hmm. Turns out that even just a small fender bender can cost you a small fortune because there's so much technology in all these cars that are coming out right now. Mm -hmm. Like this comes from Ars Technica, and they said even a small fender bender can cost you five thousand dollars because they have all of this crap in the bumper and in the front of the car. So even if you just like get in a little like you know rear ender, that could be very expensive, and that makes sense because that's where the sensors need to be. So right. I'm thinking maybe they need to get hardened sensors, like maybe do some mil spec on those and make sure that Or maybe you know, we just
0: get the super cheap ones from China that are spying on us. Well, there's that, too. We could do yeah, that. We
1: could do that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's a really good article in Ars Technica about like the breakdown of how much these things cost. Uh, so I, I recommend checking it out. The link will be in the show notes at GOG.show slash 293.
0: Nice. Now, uh, over at Engadget again, I I cheered for a second when I read this headline. Facebook uses machine learning to fight child exploitation. Now, obviously, one would cheer for the general concept because this is a good thing. But Mm -hmm. no, I did not bring this into our show, show notes because of the general content. I was so happy that they said machine learning in the title instead of AI. I was like, ooh, a victory for the writer and for the real journalist over the copy editors. Unfortunately, if you go on to read the rest of the story, every single time that they say machine learning, they also then add, and AI.
1: Oh my God. Because
0: the editors had to do that because, you know, clicks.
1: Tim Cook is on a tear. Oh, he is. Oh my God, I love this man. He is like my new hero. He's like Steve <laughs> Jobs done right, as far as I can tell. He has taken up this privacy banner and just is not mincing words about it. Be nice if he would have picked it up a bit earlier. Let's be honest. I, well, he has. I mean, come on. They the San Bernardino shooter. He was he was front and center with that. Every time that there's a privacy issue with Apple, he is out in front saying we want to protect our users' privacy. So, yeah. but now he's he, he's coined a new term called the data industrial complex. He was at <laughs> he was at a uh, a conference. I think it was in Brussels. Yeah, it was in Brussels. And he says, our own information from the everyday to the deeply personal is being weaponized against us with military efficiency. These scraps of data, each one harmless enough on its own, are carefully assembled, synthesized, traded, and sold. Taken to the extreme, this process creates an enduring digital profile and lets companies know you better than you may know yourself. Your profile is a bunch of algorithms that serve up increasingly extreme content, pounding our harmless preferences into harm. We shouldn't sugarcoat the consequences. This is surveillance. Fuck yeah, Tim Cook, I love you.
0: (laughs) I I I, I'm sitting here literally flabbergasted right now, Jason, that you did not. I I was waiting for it, and it didn't come. What? Are you ready for this? Okay. It's the data industrial complex. The dick.
1: (laughs) No, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not going there because I just. This is just to me. This it's heartwarming. To see the CEO I, I, of one of the I biggest agree. companies to, ever to say this,
0: I a hundred percent agree. To have Tim Cook coming out against the dick, I think is massive.
1: <laughs> well, we know Tim Cook's personal preferences, so uh, I don't think he's actually coming out against the dick. One would even say it's
0: huge. <laughs> he,
1: he he likes the huge dick. Uh, no, he does not. <laughs> so God, um, I'm glad oh. we've had a we've had a turn of phrase here that uh, is
0: not from me. This is good. I was waiting for it. I couldn't believe you didn't do it. As soon as I read it, I was like, He's gonna say the dick. Nope. And you did I not. didn't even put the two together.
1: Nope. That that means you <laughs> that's are talking. You're the one that is you're the one that's focused on the dick this episode. Right. <laughs> So we've talked a lot about
0: uh, job automation and how many jobs we might lose due to AI and all that sort of stuff. And uh, what I found interesting about that is every time that we talk about it, people are throwing out completely different numbers and it's quite confusing. And uh, Rico has put this into perspective for me. No one really knows how many jobs automation will replace. It's impossible. The data isn't good enough because it only measures what we know. And this is all what is unknown. So they go through almost every major study that's been done. The known unknowns. Exactly. (laughs) The known unknowns and the unknown knowns. So they went through every major study that's talked about this. And it is everywhere from like 2% to 98%. They're all over the place. Nobody fucking knows anything. Yeah. Nobody knows.
1: Everybody's just making this shit up as they go along. (laughs) But they're getting paid a lot for it. Oh, man. We got to get that consultancy company going. I know. I just don't want to buy a industries. tie. <laughs> yeah. Well, BS, BS Industries, your name is Brian Schulmeister, so we could get That's away right.
0: with it, you know? Or we call ourselves the Dick, the Data Industrial Complex <laughs> <laughs> Incorporated. Dicky.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> the new word for the, the new term for Dickies. Oh, my yes. God. Now, Google has come out with a new program to teach children how to act online. Oh, my God.
0: Steal everything. (laughs) Sell it for as much as you can. Oh, no. And lie about it.
1: (laughs) Their new program can be put into a simple phrase. Be Internet awesome. Oh, boy. Oh, God. Julianne (sighs) Yee says uh, she's the one who leads the program over at Google. She says it's been proven useful to kids, teachers, and families around the world. Uh, Has it uh, been proven? Well, the PTA doesn't seem to <laughs> t- seem to agree because they can't get behind it that much because they're not allowed to from their right. charter. But uh Jim Akakomando He's the president Mm. of the National PTA, said that the organization does not endorse any commercial product or service, although companies that give money to the group may receive promotional consideration. Isn't Hmm. that the
0: same thing?
1: (laughs) I'm thinking. And he says (laughs) Google is a great example of a partner that aligns with our goals and they have deep tech knowledge that they bring to the table. Yeah. yeah let's get the kids in early get it sign up for a google account kids uh we're gonna we're gonna suspend uh copa the child online privacy protection act mm-hmm. just yep. for you because we want you to be internet awesome so Don't get your parents get your gmail accounts yep exactly oh my <laughs> god internet awesome brian are we internet awesome
0: no i'm more melania trump uh be better neither of which are going very well <laughs> okay This episode is sponsored by Betterment. If you're a longtime listener to the show, you know I can't get enough of that hot stock talk. I mean, Elon Musk alone has provided hours of enjoyment recently, most of it in a good way. And I like to invest in the stock market. I'm always looking for a smarter, better way to do it. You're not the average investor, so why settle for the same old average investing? Now there's a smarter way to manage your money, Betterment. Betterment is an online financial advisor for people who refuse to settle for average. They use cutting-edge technology combined with human expertise to build personalized portfolios and help you make the most from your investments. They guide you along the way with advice to help you make smart financial decisions, all for one low, transparent fee. Plan for your retirement, reach your financial goals, make the most of your money. Don't settle for average investing, demand better. Betterment provides constant access to information and tools that allow you to track progress towards your goals, so you can always feel like a smart, savvy investor. Investing involves risk. Grumpy Old Geeks listeners can get up to one year managed free by visiting Betterment.com slash GOG. That's Betterment.com slash GOG. Betterment. Outsmart. Average.
1: Security? Ha! We are not back this week for security because Dave Bittner is on vacation. He wanted to go see some Harry Potter shit at Universal, so he (laughs) left us all alone. So we will not be talking with Dave this week, but I guess he's coming over tomorrow to meet the puppies. He doesn't want to meet me. He just wants, wants to be my puppies. <laughs> <So>. Right. <laughs> but let's talk about Trump for a second. Oh, okay. my God. The New York Times yeah. posted a piece called When Trump Phones Friends, The Chinese and Russians Listen and Learn. hmm Have we not, Brian, been saying this since, since day, day one. he got into office? Oh. Since day one. So... <laughs> This is a this is a huge article on huge it's, problem, it's and it's huge. a huge article. And Donald, of course, replied to the article on Twitter. So since yes. I cannot do a Donald Trump impersonation very well, I'm going mm-hmm. to read Donald Trump's tweet as Cartman from South Park. Yeah, because I think that it I, I think that works, too. Donald J. Trump is. Right? The so-called experts on Trump over at the New York Times wrote a long and boring article on my cell phone usage that is so incorrect. I do not have time here to correct it. I only use government phones and have only one seldom used government cell phone. Story is so wrong.
0: Here you guys, I'm going home. Nice. <laughs> So I like that. that was, I think it should. I You need to make a filter that just does that for everybody. I think, I think that's going to be, be highly a, yeah. enjoyable. Every time you get a Trump tweet, it's just going to read it as Cartman. Screw
1: you guys. You're so wrong. <laughs>
0: Well, get that prepped for a second, Jason, because it didn't stop there. He, of course, couldn't just tweet once. He tweeted a second time, which I'll just read in normal voice. The New York Times has a new fake story that now the Russians and Chinese, glad they finally added China, are listening to all of my calls on cell phones, except that I rarely use a cell phone. And when I do, it's government authorized. I like hard lines. Just more made up fake news. Now, here's the kicker, Jason. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. It was sent from Twitter for iPhone.
1: Nice. (laughs) Busted. Busted what an idiot what a fucking douchebag oh my god yeah sorry sorry people sorry trump lovers sorry sorry snowflakes but yeah that's just that's just such bullshit he he he's bad
0: opsec he can't be doing it he's lying about it he needs to use he needs to do what he's saying he's doing and he's not doing it so yeah so he's the fucking president here let's have a goddamn secure phone
1: (laughs) shit man oh god um jquery Everybody uses jQuery. It's a JavaScript plugin that makes life better for everyone, except
0: when it gets hacked,
1: when it gets, when it gets, it wasn't a hack so much as there was a a vulnerability in it. And, you know, this is the problem with open source that I've also been saying since we first started this show, everybody starts using it. And I think the first one that we really covered on the show, like maybe four or five episodes in. Was like a graphics plugin that everybody used on WordPress. And of course, it was, you know, com- it was Tim Thumb. Tim Thumb. Now, I think that was the one. And that right. vulnerability is probably still out there with people who have like WordPress 2.0 sites that are still online. This one, though, jQuery is a big fucking deal. Everybody uses jQuery, and not a lot of people are going to go and update their embeds. Now, what I love is the guy who figured this out, Larry Cashdala. That's his name, Cashdala. <laughs> uh, he's a security researcher for Akamai, and he discovered the vulnerability. And uh, it's like a, a basically an upload vulnerability in PHP that he found. Right. And uh, it's just not good. So if you do have jQuery running on everything, which everybody does, Go update your embeds. I I personally have to go update all my embeds because I've got like five sites that still run jQuery and they run an old version of jQuery where I know that this exploit still lives. So right. it's just, guys, you know, just everything is hackable. So <laughs> I mean, this, this is a problem with this segment everything is hackable everything
0: is hackable which dovetails nicely into what i'm about to tell you okay if you're wondering what sophisticated stealthy new cyber tools the u.s government was cooking up to combat russian interference in our elections the pentagon has just announced its first cyber operation to protect the midterm elections it'll be centered on the internet's original sin pop-up messages oh no Cyber Command plans to use a variety of digital alerts, including text messages, emails, and pop-up windows to warn Russian operatives meddling in the midterm elections that their actions are being monitored. <laughs> I That's love it. Because we know we can't stop it. We know we can't really do anything about it. We're just going to let them know when we know they're doing it. Yes. Hello, comrade. That's all we got. <laughs> should be just say, <laughs> Hello, comrade. Hello, comrade. Click, yeah. click OK to continue.
1: Oh, my God. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Oh.
0: so that's great uh there's also a really good article about uh you know we just heard about this again this uh, yet another massive facebook hack that happened and and why they aren't doing anything and why most companies aren't doing anything uh for this and it's what we always talk about all the time on the show the laws have not kept up with the technology um Facebook's reaction is not out of the ordinary when it comes to protecting users after a hack. There's a general inclination to do the bare legal minimum. And in most cases, that means all you have to do is notify those affected by the breach. That's all that's required under most state laws. Again, this is why we need a GDPR here.
1: Yep. That's, Damn it. Yeah, that's the way it goes, man. Yep. They, they, have, to, they have to protect shareholder value. Don't forget. Yep. Don't forget. And this one coming comes back to Apple again. Have you ever heard of GrayShift? By the power of Gray Skull? <laughs> no, it's not by the power of Gray Skull. There is no oh, Skeletor okay. here, but <laughs> there was a there's a company called uh, Grayshift, and they had a, a product called Graykey, which was mm-hmm. a way to like bypass the iPhone passcode hack. You know, one of those right. things that we've talked about many times. Surprisingly, this wasn't an Israeli company. They're in the they're based in the U.S., but mm. uh, iOS 12 apparently kills the hack. So nice. So update people,
0: update always
1: ups and doodads
0: jason you've talked to me many many times about the fact that your biggest gripe with the wonderful Aeron chairs that we use is that they don't have a fart filter there's no fart protection
1: on the Aeron, yes herman miller dropped the ball on that one
0: (laughs) well we got another solution here first we we had a pair of underwear that was supposed to help now there's a uk-based company called shreddies shreddies they make fart-filtering jeans that promise to eliminate your (laughs) worst smells before they can escape into the wider world. They are lined with activated charcoal. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's exactly what you'd put in your home air filters or purifiers, so it's within the jeans itself, um, and they last about two to three years, at which point you'd probably be getting a new pair of jeans anyways. However, they are quick to point out that that is not enough alone. You still have to have some personal vigilance (laughs) in order to be effective. Okay. The jeans have to fit tightly against the skin, ensuring that your gas is absorbed directly into the fabric. To avoid flatulence escaping around the filter, we recommend that you stand with your legs together and try to let your wind out slowly. Okay. (laughs) When sitting, keep your knees together so that the flatulence escapes through the carbon panel. As long as the jeans fit correctly, the filter should absorb all of the foul odors leaking out of your body. No word if there is a sound machine that kicks in to mask the sound.
1: <laughs> I love these. Wow. Talk about something the world never needed.
0: <laughs> yeah. or, or we just didn't know we needed.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Ye who smelt it, thus dealt it. <laughs> it will never be uttered again if you have your genes. Oh, my God. Uh, I found a search engine called Ecosia. Right. You know, we talked about DuckDuckGo at the beginning of the show and how they don't track anything. And But Ecosia is basically a search engine where when you make a search, they plant a tree. Okay. I don't know how the economics work on this, but me either. <laughs> <laughs> apparently they've planted a bunch of trees so far. Now, I did a search on it, and of course I searched myself, and uh, the results were actually not bad. I didn't do much into it, but they say they've planted over 40,700,000 trees. And if you go to their homepage, it's actually, you know, the things ticking up. I don't know how fast they can plant a tree, but apparently they can plant them very quickly.
0: Right. (laughs) I would have hit that thing with a bot. That's, the, that's how we're going to save the planet.
1: Yes, yeah, Let's just do
0: bot searches. Send bot searches to it every two seconds.
1: Yeah, and they say they, they respect our privacy. They don't sell our data to advertisers and have no third-party trackers, unlike most other search engines.
0: There's definitely... Something in the air right now, though, because, uh, again, as we're seeing, there's there's this search engine that's popped up out of nowhere. We're seeing DuckDuckGo actively promoting themselves and buying ads and things like that. Uh, you know, we're, we're seeing people are pissed at Google and, and not getting it. And there's even more of that going on. This is a great story over at Wired um, about a guy that uh, decided, I'm done with Google. Data hoovering is creeping me out too much. It's attitude towards location tracking, Google Plus privacy failings. What happens if I just use Bing? he used only bing for three months and it's a hilarious uh, it's well worth a read um he called it bingapalooza um and what he quickly realized is that search is search is search if all you're doing is searching all of them work just fine Mm -hmm. google's a bit faster some of them are better some of them lay things out easier so if you don't want to go clicking onto stories google is actually better and that's where he found the problem is recipes when he was getting into recipes Bing would try not to send you to the site. They would try to keep you within Bing and it would there'd be like read full directions and you just get the list of ingredients. And it was like, all I wanted was to go to the recipe page. Yeah. So he, yeah. So the, they all have their weird ass faults, but there's definitely something in the air and it's well worth a read. Uh, you and I dance around the idea of leaving Google and then never do it because well, we, should, we try it. It works. It works. Yeah. yeah. And
1: it's like yeah. if I need to find something, I'm going to I need to find something. That's it. It's yeah. like you know, if if I want to find a news article, I go to the library. I don't go to the magazine stand. You know, that's yeah. the way it works. And by the way, the Ecosia team is uh, they're German. They're out of Berlin, and Christian Kroll, Christian Kroll is the CEO and founder. But it's funny they they list. I don't know how they list these people, but the happiness officer Alexis Banger <laughs> is the first on the list. I'm like, okay, well apparently she trumps the CEO. <laughs> right. It's it's very strange. Well, but it's all about being happy, I it's guess. It's all about being happy. <laughs> Trees make us happy. But yeah, it's a German company, which is that's, right. you know, surprising.
0: But hey, yeah, you know, It what? is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, well, going back to our decision to stick with Google for search at least for the time being, they have updated their Google search uh privacy situation where you can review and edit what search data the company stores it's very easy to find out to be clear they have not changed anything it's just (laughs) right there on the home (laughs) page right now so you can click in and you can set it so it doesn't track your location in theory and doesn't record your stuff in theory, whether they actually do any of that will be part of class action lawsuits for future shows that we'll discuss (laughs) about. But at least right now, in theory, it's easy to at least uh, turn off all those uh, wonderful features that Google provides turned on for you. Well, that's good
1: because for the first time in history, I actually turned on location and search tracking with Google because I needed to do something with maps that I couldn't do Mm -hmm. because I was like in my car and I needed to do it quick. And to do it quick, they had me turn it on. So I have to go back and turn off you know, location and web search history, and it's just gotcha. annoying as shit that they do that. I do. Why? Why? Yeah. Why are they coupled? Why are they coupled? Why can I not set my home address in Google Maps without giving them all of my search data? That makes no yep. sense at all. Nope. No, it doesn't. <sighs> Fucking assholes.
0: Yeah, and I've got one other quick point that struck me this week as as I was dealing with some things. We've talked a lot about how um, <laughs> there are no true adults anymore, and everything has to be gamified. And then remember, you were like, I don't do anything that's gamified anymore. And I said, Jason, you and I do something gamified every single day. Our Apple Health exercise rings. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Gamified to exercise. Yep. And one of the things I've always said that there's there's a real problem with gamifying everything because it also incentivize people to cheat or figure out a way to game the game. Mm-hmm. And I had that experience this week in particular. I've been really good about closing all my rings and I've got my my move uh, is up really high it's like a thousand calories i know you keep yours a little bit lower but i've been working really hard to close them all and close them all and close them all and i've done like the all this all this month i've closed them all every single week this sunday i was super busy i was able to close my move ring i did enough walking for that uh, it's always easy to close the stand ring because yeah that's ridiculous but i was having problems with my exercise ring because i didn't get a bike ride in the morning it was slow walking with the kid and all that sort of stuff and i was pissed was pissed and it was like 11 o'clock at night and i was exhausted i was like i'm just gonna walk around my house and if you've ever walked around your house for like more than four minutes you start to realize how utterly boring that is i've done it and i I had like i had four minutes to go and i did four minutes of walking but it only clicked it up one minute and i'm like i can't do this but then i thought to myself i bet there's a way to break the system yep (laughs) and i strolled through exercise and i saw yoga and i just turned on yoga for three minutes sat finished my glass of wine Got my exercise ring closed and went to bed. <laughs> nice. Nice. So this is the problem with gamification. If I didn't have these rings to close all the time, I would have been perfectly happy with my 28 <laughs> minutes of exercise or whatever instead of the 30 that I needed. But because oh. I had to close the ring and get the stamp for the perfect week, I cheated.
1: <laughs> oh, God, you're such a dork. Uh-
0: I was drunk. What do you
1: want? <laughs> that's, true. that's that's usually when I do it too. I'm like, "Oh shit, it's 11:59." And I'll just sit there and spin my hands in the air like I'm punching like a speed bag, and that just gets it done. It gets it
0: done. Well, I found a lazier solution, Jason. Just yoga. do a yoga workout. Yoga.
1: yoga. I'm actually going to turn that on right now and see how much how much exercise I can get before we finish this show. Because nice. right now I've got. Nothing. It doesn't. It
0: doesn't count anything. It just counts the time because you know you could be doing a, a standing. It it just whatever, however long you leave that exercise on for, those are exercise minutes you get.
1: Oh, that's fantastic! That is fantastic. Yoga is the key to everything.
0: It really is. Namaste.
1: brick a brick.
0: NASA was having a problem with the Hubble, uh, specifically the gyroscope, uh, the past couple months, really. Uh, The designers prepared for gyroscope failure by equipping the observatory with a backup. Unfortunately, when one of the gyroscopes uh, conked out in early October, the backup did not work as expected. It was rotating too fast and wouldn't be able to hold the telescope in place when it needs to stay still and lock it on a target. Obviously a problem for, you know, a telescope. Right. NASA has since been able to reduce its rotation rates and fix its issues by implementing the age-old fix for malfunctioning electronics. They turned it off and turned it back on again.
1: (laughs) I love it. Love it. Now,
0: obviously, it's not quite that simple, as many stories then came out and talked about how incredibly difficult it was to do all the things that they need to do. But in its very essence, yes, all they did was turn turn it off and and turn it it back on on on. I love it. And it fixed the problem. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's amazing. As we're sitting down to record, the Dodgers are down 2-0 <laughs> in the World Series, but uh, game three today in L.A., so here's holding out hopes. Come on, <laughs> boys. Let's at least not get, let's not get a sweep.
1: Shut out. Shut out. Let's look for a shut out. Big shout out to my friend, uh, Dr. David Teeter. Uh, I was supposed to be hanging with him yesterday, but the franchise tax board stole all my money, so I had to stay home and go to the DMV all day. <laughs> so thanks brother you and chen i miss you i wish i was there and uh shout out to david Bittner, who we missed this week on security because he's out on his anniversary trip and hopefully we'll see him tomorrow with the puppies but uh i hope i hope he's having a fun time at universal today and uh congratulations on so many years of marriage my man that's uh that's an accomplishment
0: until next time i'm brian schulmeister and I'm
1: Jason DeFilippo.
0: Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks.
1: To support the show and keep us on the air, go to patreon.com GOG. Toss us a buck a month and we'll love you forever. If you'd like to give a one-time or recurring donation, go to GOG.show and click the PayPal button in the sidebar. Go Red Sox. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show 293. Yay, Red Sox. From there, you can find links to old episodes, leave feedback, and ask questions and get links to stuff we like. Stay grumpy and we'll see you next week, Red Sox.
0: You don't give up fuck about the Red Sox. I (laughs) don't.